0: Welcome to Coffee Talk with Montessori Moms in the Wild. This is a segment where we either circle back to a topic, we want to unpack some more, share something we're struggling with personally, or give you a little tip to support you through your Montessori journey at home. Sometimes all of the above. If you're busy like us and only have a short amount of time to spare between school pickups, commuting to work, or just juggling the chaos of life in general, and you're looking for something short and sweet to listen to, these episodes are for you. All right, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Megan here. I am a mother of two with my Montessori training in lower elementary, ages six to nine, and I'm currently finishing up my training in primary, ages three to six. Now, I am really just sitting down here, very impromptu. I have no script. I have Not a lot planned. And as this episode will be coming out, I am going to be finished with my first rounds of my written exams for my training. So I really am finally finishing up, which is really exciting. But I am really stressed. I am just a ball of stress running around. And I knew I needed to record this coffee talk. So it is really coming from the heart because I have nothing prepared. (laughs) And also, my first time on the mic by myself without Laura and Rachel to bounce ideas back and forth from and I know Laura had mentioned when she did her first episode that it's a little weird it's a little weird to sit here and talk to myself but I hope that you all are enjoying these coffee talks because I think that it's at least this one is really going to be very genuine because again I I I have nothing planned well I guess I have a little bit planned in my mind So today I kind of wanted to talk about storytelling and I had mentioned it a little bit when we had talked about language in the primary area in our last episode and I kind of brushed over it and, you know, we tell true stories in a Montessori classroom to build vocabulary, the whole idea of a narrative of telling a story from beginning to end with a middle and I just kind of glossed over it and we moved on. And I mean, every aspect of the Montessori method is so powerful, but I just wanted to really unpack this one because it's so easy to forget because it is so simple and it's so built into us as humans, as our human nature to tell stories, to tell true stories, to make up stories. And it's a way that we've communicated since the beginning of human language. And it's something that I think we forget about and we lose because we now have audiobooks and podcasts and TV shows for our kids that we don't always think about sitting down and telling stories. And I was feeling really inspired by my trainer. One day we had a little assignment where she gave us an object and we needed to tell a story like we were telling it to children. And thinking about how you would tell an interesting age-appropriate story about a wooden horse or a daffodil. It really inspired me to do that in my parenting. And I just kind of wanted to share that. I, I've started telling stories at bedtime to my three-year-old. And the first day that I did it, I was like, I'm I'm going to tell you a story. She was like, okay. And so I tell her this really long story. About, I don't even remember what it's about. It was about like a horse that ran away and followed a grasshopper. It was not something that was planned out. It was probably not very good or very exciting. And she listened so quietly and intently the entire time. And when I was done, she just looked at me and she said, I liked that. And I was so moved by that And also inspired to continue because now every night she asks for a story. I think we so often forget our spoken language is so intriguing to them and it's so interesting to them. And it reminded me of when I was teaching in lower elementary, we were talking about the history of language. I told a story about how I got my name. And so the story kind of goes something like this. If you were a child, this is probably how I would tell it. So when my father was a little boy, his family went out to the desert to visit some family friends. And when they got there, there was three little girls and my dad had two brothers. So it was three boys and three girls. And they were kind of not very excited that they were going to have to play with these three little girls. And the youngest little girl asked my dad and his brothers if they would like to go catch some lizards in the desert. And he was so excited about that. And he was like, yes, of course. So she gets a jar and a fishing pole with a fishing line attached to it with a little slipknot at the end. And they go out into the desert and he was a little bit confused because he'd never seen someone go catch lizards in the desert with a fishing pole, but he goes and he follows her. And the first lizard is sitting under a bush and she kind of maneuvers the fishing line and slipknot into the bush and the lizard doesn't move. It just sits there and she kind of maneuvers the slipknot over its head and she pulls it and pulls the lizard right out of the bush. And she takes the slipknot off and puts the lizard right in the jar. And my dad was so excited. And he was like, Oh my gosh, let's go. Let's go take this lizard back to the house and look at it. And she was like, no, 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 not yet. And she goes around and she continues to fill up this jar with lizards until it's completely full with lizards. She says, okay, okay, that's enough. And my dad always says that he he was like, no, I mean, we're on a roll. Let's keep, let's keep finding more lizards. And she's like, no, that's enough. She takes them back to the house and she gets all these towels and puts them underneath the door of her room. She takes the jar and dumps out all the lizards into her room. And so that they go running all over the place. And so my dad and his brothers and this little girl chase lizards in the room for hours <laughs> Finally, when it's time to go home, they catch all the lizards, put them back in the jar and release them back into their natural habitat. And when my dad and his brothers were leaving the house, they said, that is the coolest little girl I've ever met. When I have kids and I have a little daughter, I'm going to name her Megan. And that was the name of the little girl. And now that's my name. I remember telling that story and they were completely captivated the entire time and after that I got so many requests can you tell the lizard story again can you tell the lizard story again again that's just nothing I had planned <laughs> I'm just talking and the power of language especially for young children especially for young children who are in that in that age of they have their absorbent mind they have the sensitive Period for language and communication. They have human tendencies. All of these kind of internal drives that are making them so sensitive and able to absorb language and not just words, but how we tell stories. Also, kind of the passing down. You know, I get to pass down my father's story to my daughter. And that's kind of throughout human history been the way that we pass down. Sometimes it was myths, sometimes it it's stories that teach you a lesson. And sometimes it's your family's history. And in this case, she gets to hear a story from my father and who knows, maybe someday she'll tell that story. And I just now have wanted to share that because I feel like if you feel at all inspired by that, maybe you could go home today and tell your kids a story and and see how it goes. I think it's a beautiful way to connect and a beautiful way to share a little bit of yourself with them because sometimes we're the chauffeur, sometimes we're just the cook and it feels like that. And it seems like we're doing things for them all the time. We're thinking about what's best for them. And sometimes we forget to just connect and like, here's a little story about me. And they want, they want that. They want to know you. I just think it's so cute because now every night, even though the story I told was about a horse, I have shared other stories with her now. And every night she asks, will you tell me a story? Actually, she woke up in the middle of the night, not last night, but the night before last (laughs) and asked me if I would tell her a story at midnight when she woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm, you know, half asleep barely know what's going on. What story do you want me to tell you? And she was like, about a farmer. And so I'm half asleep. It's the middle of the night. And I'm like, once upon a time. <laughs> and I tell this story, I don't even remember what it was about. And as soon as I was done, I was like, and, and she looked at me and she said, I really liked that. And then she rolled over and went to sleep. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that you need to tell stories in the middle of the night but I just kind of wanted to share a little bit of kind of some beautiful moments that we've been having here in my parenting journey that have been inspired by my Montessori journey. So that's all I've got. This one was really short and sweet. So if you're enjoying these coffee talks, please let us know, leave us a review and rate. And I just wanted to thank you all for joining me for another episode of coffee talk. Thank you for listening to Montessori moms in the wild. If you have a topic you are interested in, you can send us a request on Instagram at Montessori moms in the wild, or email us at Montessori moms in the wild at gmail.com. If you are enjoying these coffee talks, please let us know, follow us, leave a review and rate until next time. Stay wild. Oh God. I hope that was good.